0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Matt Chat. I'm David Mirakatani. I want to sincerely thank all of you who listen, comment, email, or text me with your ideas, feedback, and support. I am blessed to be able to talk to some of the greatest people in our sport, and I learn something every time we talk to one of these folks, and I hope you do as well. I want to thank Track Wrestling as well for giving me this platform. Happy New Year to all of you, and best wishes for a wonderful 2019. Today, I'm joined by 2004 Olympian and head coach of the Oklahoma RTC, Eric Guerrero, and 2016 Olympian, and the newest member of the Oklahoma RTC, Frank Molinaro. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on.
1: Hey, you. Yeah, you. bet, Dave.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good time of the year, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to get, get to. This is an awesome story, what's going on here. So, um, Eric, let me start with you. When it was announced that Frank was looking for a home, I thought it was the biggest story in the sport. Alex Thiena and I spoke about it. What were your thoughts, and what steps did you take into bringing Frank to the Oklahoma RTC?
1: Oh, you know, Babe, wrestling's a pretty small community, and, you know, I think we all got wind of it a little bit before it hit the public, and and, uh, I just remember thinking, man, this is a... uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for some program somebody's going to get a gem um i feel that way about frank always have um and i just knew that uh you know that uh, if we could get him on the phone explain the opportunity that we had and, and uh and he really wanted to make a, a run at this gold medal that uh, there was a chance and uh obviously you do it like you would anything else you know any other aspect of business you know you, you get people on the phone and you put feelers out and you surmise his interest and no surprise to me um, you know we we're about the fourth fourth or fifth uh, people down the line that had contacted him already you know he was already <laughs> on the move but he was he was already headed somewhere you know, dead man <laughs> yeah I mean I mean it was just like good gravy I thought we were on top of things he was you know he's already you know, sizing up some different offers. And, uh, anyhow, you know, we put the feelers out. We had some good conversations. I enjoy the conversations. I know we had a conversation with Lou as well. And, and we just, uh, we were just lucky enough to, uh, put the package together that, uh, him and his family was happy with. And we're just, we're just really happy with the whole situation right now. But, uh, just like anything else, you put feelers out and, uh, luckily it worked out for everybody.
0: Yeah, the two analogies I think of are like, it's almost like going through the recruiting process again or, you know in other sports like free agency and so when you bring somebody like this in of this caliber it's a huge splash in the sport I mean it, it changes it changes the landscape so you know it does is, is the guy that's running the RTC I know you well enough personally to know you have an overall vision for your program how does Frank joining the RTC impact that vision?
1: You know, I, I've I've been looking up to be around Frank a little bit. Um, probably the most time we spent was uh, in 2016, leading up to that Olympic Games, and spent a lot of time in LA preparing for that World Cup. And you know, and, and not not a tremendous amount of time, but that doesn't mean you don't watch from a distance. And I just always admired the way he approached the sport. Uh, really liked the way he competed in college, but but more so, what I, what I saw was was somebody that was just just had a tremendous work ethic uh you know the term consummate professional gets thrown around a lot but i think anybody that's been around frank when it comes to his wrestling and his training um that's one thing that, that, that they would agree with that uh he's a professional um you know he he just he just he displays a lot of the attributes you want an athlete um it's about the wrestling with him um i think that's probably the most attractive thing you know it is about the wrestling. And all the you can get dragged into the weeds, and there's all these distractions when you're when you're truly chasing something. That you can get dragged into the weeds on, and 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 it just always seemed to me that Frank did a great job of of focusing on what was important. And when you get a chance to bring somebody like that in, you do it because they can become the catalyst for everything. Um, you know, in in terms of the overall vision. I mean, you know, it's just we got to. An Olympian walking around the state of Oklahoma now, and we haven't really had that—Olympian that is training on a daily basis to win an Olympic gold medal—and you know, I'm never going to undervalue that. That's one thing that I personally know makes a huge difference, not just in 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 maybe your your college team's life, but I mean, I mean, uh, the young wrestlers around the state of Oklahoma. I mean, that's a big thing to have a olympian a real legitimate 2020 gold medal hopeful um walking around the state now, that's 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 big stuff big stuff yeah for sure and, thanks Eric. appreciate that <laughs> well hey, you're welcome mine. frank you're welcome yeah <laughs> all these things I, I i haven't told him you know <laughs> and most of our yeah. talks have been you know just kind of logistics and trading yeah, and stuff yeah. back and forth but uh, but i do believe those things and uh i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah, Frank, let's let's bring you in here. First of all, congratulations, man. I'm sure it was stressful and just how excited are you about about getting started?
2: Man, I'm so excited. I wish I could move my whole house today and start practicing. Um yeah, just the biggest thing was, you know, when we had this opportunity, you know, before we even started, my wife and I, you know, we sat down. She's a Division 1 gymnastics coach as well, so she knows you know, kind of where I'm at with everything, and she's real supportive. So we sat down and just kind of looked at, you know, what do I need the most? You know, like, what would I need the most? What would be the, the most essential ingredients for me right now to take my wrestling to the next level? And Oklahoma RTC, is it's a no-brainer if you think about it. You know, just from Eric alone, that's an entire new training system that I haven't even touched yet in terms of, you know, that different – from space, lots of good reactions, lots of good motion, very athletic, very technical, you know, wins the positions. There's still positions that I think I could get a lot better at. There's still things that, you know, I believe, you know, I haven't even come close to wrestling as good as I can, you know, as good as I can on a consistent day in practice. And I know that Eric, his new system, you know, I know Lou comes from a good system with Ohio State and, you know, his roots and, the success he's had in terms of the elite level athletes he's coached so man for me it's just I'm almost overwhelmed you know with the excitement you know and I just can't wait to get my feet on solid ground and get started and get into my routine you know and get into Eric's head and Lou's head and just you know let them guide me and kind of sit back and, and go back to just doing the work and trusting the process you know for me that's really easy you know that's what gets me out of bed every day and gets me fired up, you know, just having that goal and being in a position where I can just put the work in and do it. And I know that, you know, this is going to be the first time in my career, you know, I don't know if selfish is the word, I think it's just more so focused where I'll have a complete wrestling focus that's perfect, you know, for my situation in terms of my responsibility with the guys, you know, my responsibility with my own training and having somebody to focus on the specific details somebody who can evaluate my wrestling, who can strategize for me, who can, you know, just kind of give me that confidence to go out there and just really just crush people and cut it loose. So, you know, the biggest thing is I just can't wait to get down there and just get in the room, get my hands on some of those guys. You know, they got a lot of good partners right around my weight class. When we looked at all the different RTCs, you know, this one's perfect. You know, I have two Olympic, Olympian coaches. I have you know, partner's right in my weight class, DeMoss, right there. So it's just, it's a no-brainer. You know, I'm just excited that we could make it happen so fast. That's one thing I don't like, the you know, the recruiting process. I don't want to waste people's time, and I don't want to, you know, just kind of sit around waiting to make a decision. So we just got all the facts, and, you know, they were awesome from the start. You know, right when I reached out to them, they got right back to me. They, you know, told me, hey, this is what we're looking to do. This is what we're going to work on and it was like, you know, happened within a week, so that really kind of, you know, put me put me at ease right before the Christmas, and now I'm just looking forward to getting the ball rolling. You said a
0: lot. There's a lot to unpack there. One one of the funny things is, um, I know Eric a little better than I know you. I, I always write up notes and have my list of questions, and you know i want to make sure we don't miss anything and you hit almost on all of the things i wanted to hit on so i just want to dig I a little de- no i love it i want to dig in a little little deeper on that so you know you talked about the personal the personal strategy and having a personal coach like eric and i've known eric for a long time and it's fun to talk about him right now like he's not on the phone which is i'm enjoying a lot but um you know he's one of the most technical minds that i've ever talked to about wrestling Right. And for you it, it sounds like that was a big big criteria in your in your decision making process. You mentioned specific things like space and 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 different factors. I mean I mean just tell me a little more about that cuz you sound awfully excited about it.
2: Yeah, I mean he he did a really good job at Oklahoma State, right? With all those guys, you know, and their system over there is proven success. I mean, look how many national titles they have there you know they have a pedigree of success for since wrestling's been around you know so that that type of stuff intrigues me you know i think coming from penn state i would say they have they they have a very good wrestling system you know the way their wrestling process kind of the way they approach it the way they innovate um you know the positions that they're really good at you know eric's pedigree is is really good for me because those are positions that i haven't been great at i mean you can look at all my wrestling matches you're not going to see too many reattacks you can you know especially leg attacks you know maybe some counter offense front headlock type of stuff but you know just that element alone reattacks that'll double my scoring opportunities you know and i feel i wouldn't be cocky but i'd say i'm pretty confident when i get my hands locked on the legs that i'll finish so me getting to the legs you know with some reattacks um me being able to score from space A lot of times I get guys that can tie me up, tie my wrists up, neutralize my setups, and really kind of just block me out. And, you know, I don't want to wrestle those type of matches. I want to be able to score whenever I need to score. I want to be able to get to the legs whenever I need to. And i got to create better motion. i got to increase my scoring opportunities. And and that's all stuff that, you know, is going to be added into my system, I'm sure.
0: It's so cool listening to somebody at your level because – I think the general consensus is as guys get better, you know, everybody's learning curve continues to grow, but it tends to get shallower. And it feels to me like maybe you felt like you had plateaued a little bit. I certainly don't want to put words in your mouth, but now you feel like you're going to be able to accelerate that and and get a steeper curve. And, you know, you mentioned Dom Demas, you know, obviously Dean Hiles there and Anthony Kalica, you know, and then you got, you got Lou and you got Eric. I mean, that, and it was funny, you and I spoke, and we'll talk about another subject in a minute. But we had spoke about training partners. As I talked to you a second time, what strikes me is you didn't just make this decision on I got a gut feeling or these guys felt like the right fit. It feels like you almost spreadsheeted this out and had all the specific things. What, where do the the training partners fall in into your decision making process? And how excited are you to get with guys with the different skill sets of a and a and a Demas?
2: I love that, man, because, you know, I'm sure those guys got a really good focus as well. And, you know, their experience and they've had proven success, you know, just being able to, you know, you get the same partners day in and day out, you know, especially when I was, you know, doing the college thing, a lot of my time is consumed, so I don't really get to go to the national team camps, all that stuff, so you know, being able to throw some new partners in the shuffle. And, I mean, I'll probably be wrestling the 84-pounders and, and even those guys at Oklahoma. I'll wrestle anybody. I just like different feels, you know, even if it, even if it's kind of just sparring. I mean, I'm sure I can spar with Eric, right, and any, any of those guys too and, and also get a really good feel, you know, to be able to win the important positions that are going to probably decide the highest level matches for me.
0: Yeah, I would imagine you guys are going to have some some high-level conversations. Um, Guerrero is notorious for those in the sauna, so you'll have to get used to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and tell me a little bit about about Lou. You know, Eric speaks glowingly of Lou, and I think the number—correct me if I'm wrong, Eric—is 22 world and Olympic team members that Lou's been a part of. You know, Frank, when you bring when you add that piece to the puzzle as well. And obviously you said, like, a different system, the Ohio State system. You know, what excites you the most about that?
2: Well, you know, we've wrestled against those guys a lot. And, you know, I've lost a lot of matches to a lot of those guys. You know, they've been able to kind of piece it together and beat me and have some good strategies. So that, that in itself, you know, is intriguing. And I spent probably three weeks around Coach Roselli at Rio you know, really easy guy to get along with. You know, I th- I think we connected really well out there. He gave me, you know, some good pointers here and there. And he was just, his presence was, you know, good. And I can see how well he worked with Kyle when he was out there. So, you know, all that stuff, just firsthand experience, you know, kind of seeing him there. And also kind of name drop, you know, Bruce Burnett, you know, he's one of my biggest mentors. And, you know, when I kind of brought some of this stuff to him, you know, Lou was top of the list recommend it you know when coach burnett tells you something you got to listen to him
0: everyone i've ever spoken to that coach that coached by bruce burnett uses the same level of uh, reverence that, that you do i mean it must it must have been an honor to get to be coached by that guy and like you said if he spoke that highly aloo that's about as good as it gets so, right yeah right. for sure so you know eric is kind of the guy who's quarterbacking this i'm looking at this now and And as Frank pointed out, you know, he's going to be influenced by the Ohio State system with Lou, the Oklahoma State system with yourself. But now your RTC members and your college guys, and when I say RTC members, I don't just mean, you know, the the Hiles Colicas of the world. I'm talking about, like, you know, like guys your son's age. They're now going to have the Ohio State influence and the Oklahoma State influence and now the Penn State influence. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Eric is a guy that has a son who wrestles. How cool is that for you that all the all the guys from you know ten to thirty are going to have all these different levels of influence?
1: Yeah, well, one just you acknowledge that it is special, that it, you know. But you know, when I say special, you know, I'm I, I say that uh, almost tongue in cheek, because um, it's kind of like talent. You know what I mean? It's like it only really comes to fruition if you work at it. You know, just just assembling people. You know, uh, you know, just to you know, you know, use your ter- term, you know, those universities, um, that doesn't guarantee you success. You know, because right. as as you, as as you assemble something like that doesn't mean that it all falls into place. You know, I, I think one, you recognize that you have this opportunity, um, and I look at it on a daily basis like that. You know, I look at getting to be around Lou as a great opportunity. I hope he views it the same way with me listening to frank i I see that he sees it as an opportunity and and to the same degree i see bringing frank in as an opportunity for me to continue and like again using your term you know uh deepen my learning curve yeah um so so yeah you recognize that it's a that it's an opportunity to bring in you know a high level of pedigree um you know and i don't think it takes uh you know an overly cognitive person to recognize it uh you know obviously i i really try hard not to talk business in the house when i get home um but you know this this Frank's situation and the opportunity to bring him in pretty much absorbed uh all of last week maybe the week before <laughs> too and uh just getting all the getting all the ducks in a row and making sure him and his family is going to be comfortable and you know making the phone calls and getting everything lined up and and uh, obviously my my oldest son, the one you're referencing, um, you know, says, Frank who? I said, <laughs> he, you know, he, he goes, who, who are you talking about? Frank who? He listens to everything, right? Said, Frank Molinaro. Moving to Oklahoma? I said, possibly, possibly. You got to get him, Dad. You got to get him. <laughs> That's the end of it right there, Frank. You were,
0: I, 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 once you got the kind of, Ishmael stamp of approval, you're in.
1: <laughs> oh, good, yeah. yeah. You know, Frank, somebody he's he's you know he's been you know he's been hard at it for a while and and uh, I mean me referring to my son and you know and he knows him and has followed him and cheered him on and you know and somebody you know that he's looked up to and and you know to you know I'd even say probably idolized and uh, you yeah. know he said you got to get him. I said, oh, we're working on it, we're working on it, so I think right the last day of school, you know, I picked him up, you know, we're obviously on break, and I said, well, Frank's coming, he's like, arrow. I said, yeah, 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 and just he goes, that's awesome, that's awesome, and, you know, I, I, I can't remember how to run some errands, or at a meeting or something, I come home, and he pulled up about five of Frank's matches on YouTube, on the smart TV, and he's watching, it. so I mean, that just tells you, the yeah. excitement that somebody like Frank can, can really bring to the state. You know, I've probably gotten a 100 text messages on just Oklahomans, coaches, wrestlers, parents going, this is awesome, this is going to be great, uh, we're excited. And, and mm-hmm. you know, what Frank's going to find out is it's a really tight-knit community of Oklahoma. You know, we're only 3 million strong. There's only 3 million people in the state, and 2.9 million of them have ties to wrestling. You know, and uh, you know what you're going to find out is it's, uh, you know, it's um, it's exciting. And uh, but again, it only means something if you do the work. And to me, that's the most important part. In my conversations with Frank on the phone, Um, he made it real evident, real quick. You know, let's talk about the work. What are we going to do in terms of wrestling? We'll, We'll figure all the other stuff out second. And that's when I was like, this is the guy. This is the guy. He's yeah. everything I thought he was. This is the guy. So, you know, all those things are nice, you know, that they look good on paper, um, you know, but I think the most important thing is that, that Frank, myself, Anthony, Dean, Don, Lou, you know, I don't want to leave Hunter. I think, you know, yeah. Hunter Stever is a tremendous workout partner. Uh, you know, he's, he's battled yeah. a lot of injuries over his, over his career. But, you know, I mean, he's as good as anybody two, three days a week. Right, I mean, he—you uh, know People he forget a how lot. good he was. You know, and, he Hunter's great. Up. hunter Hunter's, yeah. he's banged up, and that's probably what led to his retirement. You know, but uh, you know, for what Frank's going to need him for, we'd be hard pressed to find a better better partner than Hunter. Um, so, in that regard, you know, uh, it's just good for everybody all the way around. But I thought that uh, that story about Ish there that, uh, yeah. that yeah that uh, that helped everybody <laughs> understand how exciting this is for our state.
0: Yeah, and and Frank, I'm guessing. You know, you and Eric have talked, like you said, let's make sure the wrestling work and then, you know, obviously getting, you know, the moving and the other stuff down, you know, those details down. When you hear the story of of Ishmael, and I think he's just representative of probably thousands of kids in the state of Oklahoma, I had a big grin on my face and nobody cares when I come down there to do the play-by-play for, Oklahoma, for Perry. So how excited must it be just to hear that that these guys are this looking forward to having you come down there?
2: Well, it's really cool. I mean, just hearing it, light bulb's going off my own head. I got three boys right now, and, you know, they're still really young, but they love being around wrestling. So, you know, just knowing how excited people are in Oklahoma and, you know, how important wrestling is, you know, it sounds a lot like kind of Pennsylvania. I spent some time there when I was at school in same kind of situation. It's just a great environment to have your kids around. And for me, that that's the best possible environment to be around because I love wrestling. I mean, I wake up thinking about wrestling my wife gets home we talk about wrestling like we have a wrestling mat in my living room you know I'm wrestling with my kids (laughs) taking them over to the wrestling room after dinner you know getting ice cream that type of stuff so I'm all about that you know and I'm all about helping kids you know 10 years old middle school you know any anytime I have extra time or you know I can just spend more time in the wrestling room in between training I like doing that that type of stuff so I'm excited to you know work with some of the high school guys and some of the younger guys there and you know i love coaching you know at the end of the day i really love coaching and i like helping people also have some transformation and breakthrough in their own wrestling game so you know i'm excited to kind of absorb myself in you know being as as big of a resource as i can to all the people around me you know whether it's collegiate, whether it's freestyle you know mindset a- anyone that needs any help i'm always down to help them so i'm excited for you know, to have that type of platform and that type of audience out there to really kind of throw myself into it.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting listening to both of your levels of enthusiasm. I mean, I, I you know, as the guy, you know, just when I, I you know, read, Frank, that, you know, you were... I, I think everybody reads things differently. Like, one of my favorite movies is Goodwill Hunting, and he points to the piano, and he says some people... My say, favorite movie. Well, you, the line, that's awesome, when he talks about... You know, so look at the piano and some people see chopsticks and some people see, I think it was Beethoven or Mozart, you know, but that different people have, they, they look at things differently. Not everybody watches wrestling the same way. It's, you know, it's obviously based on your intellect and your commitment to understanding the sport. Right. To me, I think I, I would love to be a fly on the wall listening, you know, just like after you guys are trained and you're sitting there and you're going through you know, either getting a sauna and talking about how it went or watching video with Eric and Lou. And you said something, and I, I want to circle back to it. You said that some of the Ohio guys had had good success against you to me. And I'm sure obviously it, it was part of your decision-making. If you found a coach that had had good success against you, I think it's a natural segue to go. I wonder what this guy could do if he was on my side. Cause even if he sort of scouts against me and tells me what I'm doing wrong, that's a huge benefit. Is that, is that part of how you saw lose
2: value? Yeah, I mean, and to be completely honest, Eric spent a lot of time with Jordan Oliver, and I'd say Jordan's probably my number one competition right now. And, you know, those guys were really good at identifying my weaknesses, at keeping me out of my positions, at neutralizing my tie-ups, um, and they knew a lot of my tendencies and my wrestling pattern really well. So I think just kind of, you know, hearing some of their take and some of, you know, their strategy against me absolutely is, is helpful for me.
0: Yeah, it's awesome because when I do these interviews, I really try to be prepared. The day the news broke, you know, I called Eric quickly and then I called you. And we just put the, the tidbits of it in an article that Amy Hamilton wrote. But I I remember sort of saying out loud, stumbling upon it. I'm like, well, Luke coach logan and hunter's there and you've trained with zane and eric coach jordan and i'm like well that that might have had an impact you're like like i said i did my homework (laughs) so (laughs) i mean i when you kind of piece all that together and then the personalized coaching and and the training partners around your size and, and i know eric probably won't say this but i know his ability and i use the term long arms but The ability to reach out to people all over the world and either bring people in for you or send you where you need to go i had to i would have to think that's very attractive for you as well frank
2: super super exciting i mean really i just hope i can get out there and maintain this thing for as long as i can because i haven't really had a situation that was this good i mean this is a real world-class opportunity to be completely committed to wrestling have a great focus have all the tools and resources at arm's length, you know, and, and just run with it. And I also feel, you know, I'm at a point in my career right now, I feel like I'm wrestling really good. You know, my body still feels really good and, you know, I'm hungrier than I've ever been after the past, you know, past couple crappy years I've had. So I'm ready to, you know, ramp things up. And this is a lot of resources, you know, that A... I really didn't even have access to these resources the last few years. And B, a lot of them are going to be new and they're going to be exciting. So, yeah, all good stuff when I was taking into account the decision. Right.
0: And, and again, you and I spoke about this, but it didn't make the article. Tell people a little bit about your weight dissension plan in terms of when you're going to compete and what weight classes. You know, will we see you at 65 right away? Will we see you at 70 and you come down? You know, kind of lay that out for us.
2: So the plan's, uh, you know, right now I'm kind of on that descent down to 65. I started that a couple months ago. Um, You know, just very gradual, nothing drastic. Uh, Just trying to change some of my, you know, eating patterns and tendencies and switch things around little by little Been working with, you know, a couple doctors and people that have been helping me with it. So 65 is the plan um, for the U.S. Open in April. I'm looking to compete. I have a training camp coming up January 6th to the 16th. Uh, I think Coach is going to come out there too, so we'll get to Uh spend some time out there and work on some stuff. And then I'm looking to fly back into Oklahoma and then go to the Schultz at 70 kilos. Um, That should be really easy for me to make. I'm already waking up close to 70 kilos. Um, And then from there, uh, I think we're going to hit another tour. And then, you know, that next tour will probably be at 65, if not 67, whatever that is. And then I'll be 65 at the U.S. Open.
0: So that's awesome. So basically you're going to start at 70, but down by the U.S. Open. And, and I, I think maybe some like nerds like myself understand this, but the U.S. Open in 2019 is probably more important, you know, the year before the Olympics than any other year because, Guys are going to start trying to get to those Olympic weights, ideally to make the team and ideally to medal at the Worlds because then they get the advantage of sitting, you know, in 2020. So I would imagine the 2019 U.S. Open alone would be worth the price of admission, uh, just, you know, with all the guys we mentioned in there. And, and it's a weight class that's just loaded with superstars. So, and, and it sounds but like... Yeah.
2: Go ahead, no, sir. I got, I got five you know, realistically five markers on my schedule, you know, five red flags where, you know, I got to be ready to go as hard as I possibly can to win. And that's one of them. So, you know, that's, that's a big focus. You know, I got a couple, some short term sprints here coming up, but, you know, long term vision type of stuff. That's one of the five markers and definitely looking forward to that one being ready to go at 65.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and I think that's really cool that, that, you know, everybody approaches it a different way, but, you know, that you have these markers. So um, Frank will ask you first, and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask Eric second. What is, what is your vision, you know, for the next 20 months leading up to the Olympics in 2020? Like, you know, not necessarily specifics, but, you know, like, it, are you a big visualization guy? Do you see yourself on the Olympic podium, the national anthem being played? You know, the flag draped over your shoulders, or are you more just a day-to-day grind kind of guy?
2: Oh, no, I'm kind of a lunatic. I'm, I mean, I stand <laughs> on the podium every day after my workout. It, really, anything I can possibly do to give myself a better chance to win, I'll do it. So, you know, I have a wrestling journal. I have, you know, I do, like, film stuff. I do a lot of visualization. I have stuff hanging all over my house, subliminal messaging you know, on my phone, reminders on my phone, all different types of quirky stuff like that. So I really, I think that's important. You know, I think you have to believe it and see it and create it in order to, to make it happen. So that's definitely a big part of it for me. That's
0: awesome. And Eric, and Eric, obviously you, you know, you've been working with the guys you have there now, but, you know, when you've got a hammer like this, what what is your vision for the next 20 months? What What is... What are the steps you're going to take to optimize Frank's chances for
1: success? Um, You know, that's a great question. You know, and I'm not going to give too much away. Yeah, I want to know. But yeah, but (laughs) I yeah, but I I will say this because it's a great question, right? Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, it's a great question. So, it it really comes down to this. You got to be a visionary. I think. I think everything Frank said and mentioned. um, That's why he's in the position he's in. You know, I think people will. Will quickly be reminded of his victories over the Georgian, the guy that won the World Championships in 2017 in Paris, France. They'll quickly be reminded of that. You know, they'll, they'll quickly be reminded of, of, of those victories. Going, no, this this guy's a gold medal threat. Um, and the, the vision, um, you know, just to just to be perfectly honest, it can only come forth, you know, with the day-to-day work. But that doesn't mean, like Frank said, you don't visualize the end. Right. You know, so the long-term plan um, is real simple. You know, it's 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 a gold medal. It's a gold medal, and, and that excites me. Um, and you know, didn't get did a chance to go through it in 2016. Uh, i you know the only guy I had was really Alex Darringer, and uh, he fell short. Obviously, it was a tough road uh, with Burrows there. Um, but I got to experience this in 2012 with with Coleman. And 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 I look back on that year, and I was it's probably one of my favorite years of coaching. wasn't doesn't mean everything went perfect, but but the athlete was in the zone, um, two a days, Saturdays, the the, the long term planning. You know, it wasn't a perfect year, but you felt the momentum building. um, You know, and and it all came together at the right time. And, and, you know, in, in the perfect world, he would have won a gold medal, but he didn't. He got bronze, and that was great. And yeah, that's great, you know. Um, so I guess for me, um, you know, what I visualize is what excites me is visualizing going through that day-to-day process all over again. Because the longer I coach, the more I, I recognize don't take these moments for granted. They don't come very often. You think you're going to train – just gold medal, like legitimate gold medal threat year after year after year doesn't work that way. No, it's special. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's special. Yeah. So, you know, I look at it and I go, man, that was a, that was a great time. And, and I've kind of re-energized from the standpoint of it probably took a couple of years off of my life physically going through those two-a-days with Coleman, you know. <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, but no, just, just recognizing there's a great opportunity to do this again. You know, and, and I do believe Frank's a legitimate, legitimate threat. Um, like I said, he's beaten a 2017 world champ. Um, you know, I'd, I'd put him against Batirov and all those guys at 70 kilos right now. Today, lay a mat out, and I, I think he'd be right in the thick of it. So um, we're talking about somebody who's a legitimate threat, and uh, and uh, we're real coaches who have, who, have, who have been through this. So uh, I think when you put those things together, uh, it's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, Frank, you don't you don't know this, but I've known Eric for a pretty long time. So I'm going to embarrass him real quick and, and tell him tell you a story, which you can you know obviously visit with him on. But I know personally, I talked to several of the guys that trained with Eric and Coleman in in 2011 and 12, and they this I think was back and Eric correct me if I'm wrong back when the wrestling was like sets where it was two out of three, and they told me that Eric would wrestle left leg lead. Just to give Coleman a feel for like a, a Reese Humphrey or a Sean Bunch or the or the international guys, and I remember talking to Jordan Oliver and we were in the sauna. I go, How's Eric do with those guys? He shook his head and he just said, He goes, That dude still got it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, and I, I when you, you know, as I coached for a long time, when you pour your heart and soul on the guys and they're able to reach their goals um it's a very satisfying feeling um frank you're blessed you're gonna have a guy like eric doing that again for you eric you're blessed to have a guy like frank that if you do that you have chances for optimal success uh i wish you guys both just nothing but the best of luck and i, I really appreciate you guys coming on today um you know and i think it's awesome you're going to go chase the biggest of dreams and when we all start in wrestling we all thinking about olympic gold medal and and that kind of stuff so to be able to to chase that and be able to talk to you at the beginning of of your chase together is really cool for me so thank you so much for coming on thank you
1: you bet thanks dave
0: all right ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening happy new year and god bless